Welcome to another episode of City Talk, uh, where we discuss the ongoing race for the Poughkeepsie mayor, and quite frankly, uh, the campaign for our city. Uh, my name is John, and I am the social media advocate for the gentleman who's looking to become the next mayor of Poughkeepsie, Rob Rollison. Welcome. Hey, John. Good morning. How are you? Good. How's Poughkeepsie treating you today? Good. It's hot. Uh, it's been a hot couple of days, but it's hot everywhere. And, um, you know, I was out uh, at a couple, uh, there was a festival yesterday down at Warriors Park. The, uh, it was a Latino uh, Latin festival. really was great. All kinds of people, all kinds of great energy going on. Was doing, you know, door to door on Saturday. Had to go to a christening yesterday morning. So it's been a busy weekend. And uh, this week we wanted to talk about, uh, you've been saying as, as part of your campaign about you're the one candidate who's going to be ready on day one. And and when you, especially when you look at, you know, when you see some of the gridlock on the federal level or, you know, the state, the, the funding issues on a state level, um, cities especially now, it's, it's, they have to deal with policy issues that they never had to deal in the past. So you, you would argue that if you're going to elect someone mayor, they should have the experience to handle these issues. So, in, in, in keeping with that, why do you think it's so important to have to be ready on day one? Well, because you you need someone uh, who is ready to start the job the day that they get there. You have a four year term, uh, and you really don't have time to say, "All right, well, I'll take you know the first year, kind of figuring out what's going on, and coming up with uh, solutions to you know on these." all kinds of different issues that are confronting uh, many of the cities uh, in the Northeast and especially, you know, especially in New York State. Uh, so those those years of maybe having a chance to figure it out, they're gone. Um, when you talk about the gridlock at the federal level uh, and funding issues at the state level with mandates and programs that uh, counties and cities and other municipalities have to run, well, I mean, it's probably a pretty good thing to have someone who even understands what those programs are or what those challenges are. And, you know, I was thinking about this when you talked about the gridlock at the federal level. Um, we're, we're coming up on a presidential year in 2016. I would think that if you think there's gridlock now, what's it going to be like in 2016 when you've got members of Congress who, who are jockeying for position to, to, to run for uh, president and uh, is that going to make it even more dysfunctional? I bet it is. Uh, I hate to say that, but I bet it is. So I think that you know we are going to really have to do a lot on our own because we're going to be on our own. And uh, to have the ability on day one, you know, this is not a entry-level job being mayor of the city of Poughkeepsie, uh, to be able to work with people who you already have established relationships with is going to be very beneficial for the city. And I'm the only candidate that has that. Okay. And I figured we, we we would take a like a uh, look step by step at the different um, past work experience you've had and how each one makes you the candidate who's going to be ready on day one. And I figured to start with we'll we'll start with the one that where you're at now, where uh, being a legislator and also the chairman of the le legislature. How does that help? Well, it's been it's been a learning experience every day as being a part of the county legislature and representing. Uh, part of the city of Poughkeepsie, and really I represent all the city of Poughkeepsie as my fellow city legislators do. We're all in this together. Uh, and starting out, you know, brand new, not knowing a whole heck of a lot about county government. I knew about the town of Poughkeepsie government because I worked for their police department for 26 years. So, and, and looking at people within the legislature for help and, and, and crossing the aisle. No one has, whether 
what political party no one, you know no one has a lock on information or expertise and 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 doing that and starting off you know as a regular legislator then becoming a committee chairman i i chaired the family and human services committee i ch- i chaired public safety and then for 2 years i was in the minority you know the republicans lost control of the county legislature in 08 and 09 and i was the assistant minority leader and because the numbers it was 13 democrats and and 12 republicans now you know we worked together to get things done uh it wasn't a super majority uh and that really gave me a great experience in understanding that you know it's not just about one particular side of the aisle it's both sides of the aisle working together to to solve problems and to come to consensus and we did that uh and then we you know the republicans took the majority back uh in 2010 but we still worked across the aisle and then I was elected chairman in 2010 of the of the legislature a position that I have held you know for the past 6 years which means that you know at a different position now your the position of top leadership say in this this government body known as a legislature your experience and the people that you are now interacting with is at a higher level than someone who is uh a legislator and not in a leadership position that has really given me the opportunity to work alongside with others at various levels of government whether it's the federal government whether it's the governor's office the state legislature and you know the county executive both under Bill Steinhaus and Marcus Molinaro so those are things that have been a real learning experience for me and are going to be very beneficial as the mayor and another thing we've talked about a lot, and you've been um, both on social media and also as we've been on past podcasts, has been your police experience. And um, while we, we, you know, we've discussed you being on the job, uh, what a lot of people may not know, you were also president of the PBA for ten years. Um, so, I mean, separately, I mean, how does um, how does being a police officer uh, help you? How did being a police officer help you be, help you be ready on day one? But also, how does president of the PBA help as well? Well, the, you know, the good thing about, you know, being a, a member of law enforcement, uh, whether you're uh, at, at any level, is you're dealing with all kinds of people right off the bat. That's your job. You go where they send you. You don't know. Politics doesn't get involved in public safety. Uh, and you help people to the best of your ability, regardless of any part of their background. And you have to learn to communicate. And that was something um, that... I liked to do. I liked to communicate. I liked the interaction with people, uh, both uh, other police officers and other members of government agencies, along with crime victims and defendants. You, you have to communicate to people to get them to understand what you want them to do or what you need them to do or what you're asking them to do uh, and listening to what they have to say to help you solve something. And then if you look at the experience that I had as a member of the PBA and then I was vice president and then I was president, you know, I, I dealt directly with labor issues uh, from, you know, dealing with the town board, uh, dealing with the administration of the police department through grievances, uh, going to Albany and arbitration and, and before the, the public employees relations board where we would have a dispute we couldn't settle with the town. But I want to say that the good thing is, is that in in, in my time there, and, and I think pretty universally, um, you know, we tried to settle things uh, at the ground level, and we did not always, you know, look for a third party to come in and try to, you know, settle disputes that we couldn't settle ourselves. 
we had a good track record of that. We negotiated most of our contracts. We didn't have to go to arbitration for all of them. Uh, and when we did go to arbitration or we did take an adversarial position, so to speak, versus, say, the town or the chief of the department at the time, you know, it was done professionally. You know, it was always businesslike. We could, we could argue and we could, you know, state our case and we could say this is, you know, we, we believe, you know, we've got the facts on our side and the laws on our side, whether it's contract law or, you know, uh, municipal law. But at the end of the day, uh, we were all professionals and we never held grudges, uh, even when we lost. So uh, that, to me, is very important. That's that interpersonal relationship skills that you get uh, in those positions. That again, not you know, not everybody gets. I'm I'm I was lucky to have that job and lucky to uh, to do the things I did, uh, and it has uh, you know given me the ability to communicate to people. Again, John, so much of this job as an elected official is communication. It's 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 talking. It's understanding. It's you know it's listening and understanding, and then trying to find common ground to solve problems. But the first thing you have to do is get people at the table, and that, I think, is lacking uh, in many levels of government, and we can do a much better job in the city of Poughkeepsie of it. And in, in sticking with public safety, I, I think generally when people hear public safety, they, they think of you know, the police and also fire department. And for the most part, I think people uh, are generally either or. They're either like police officers or, or firefighters, you've actually done both. And while we discussed your police work, I mean, how does your work with the fire department uh, help you be ready on day one? Well, I, the, you know, the fire department was my first love. Uh, I, I joined uh, the Croft Corners Volunteer Fire Company in 1976 when I turned 18, because you had to be 18 years old to be a fireman. And uh, my dad had been a life member of Croft Corners. We actually went to fire calls together, which was, I mean, absolutely cool. I mean, I drove a fire engine with my father sitting next to me. I mean, I doesn't get much better than that. And, you know, dealing with, you know, the immediacy of an emergency and being able to keep a cool head and, and to, 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 to do something to help somebody, whether it's a fire, whether it's a car accident, whether it's a medical emergency, you know, dealing in, I would say, very high-pressure situations. And I was in some pretty high-pressure situations as a volunteer firefighter. Then, you know, many high-pressure situations as a cop. So I, I liked the emergency service aspect uh, of, of, of life. And I grew up with it with my dad, and I, I wanted to be a fireman or a police officer, and I chose, you know, the career uh, in public safety with uh, being a police officer. But I also think it's, too, it's important to, to note, you know, that public safety is a pretty broad, you know, range. I mean, you know, the, the people that work uh, in DPW, say here in the city of Poughkeepsie, they're doing public safety, too. They are maintaining infrastructure. They are making things work. They are repairing things. They are fixing the roads. They're working on traffic signals. They're doing all those things, which is part of public safety. So public safety, if you really boil it down, it's just about everything that government can do because it impacts the safety, you know, of the residents. But again, you know, to understand, you know, fire operations, to understand police operations, I know how these things work or sometimes don't work. And I don't need to learn the lingo. I don't need to learn what's the difference between a ladder truck and a pumper, you know, a certain style of policing versus another style of policing. And that just helps because you got to be ready on day one. You have to be. Okay. And um, another thing, if you could please uh, talk a little about your experience with nonprofits and how um, 
that helps and le- and leads leads you to believe that you're the candidate who will be ready on who the only candidate who will be ready on day one. Well, I, I've had the the honor of being on several uh, community boards of nonprofits, and I'm still on several. Uh, and I also worked for a nonprofit when I retired the retired from the police department. I actually worked for the Red Cross for a year and a half as the development director of, of the chapter that used to be right here on Hooker Avenue. And I know how difficult it was to secure funding, uh, to make sure that we had adequate manpower, both professional staff and volunteers, to go out and do the mission of the Red Cross. Uh, and here in Dutchess County, um, the number one response of the Red Cross is to home fires, uh, where in other parts of the country uh, you also have tornadoes and floods and hurricanes. But here in Dutchess County, it's pretty much home fires, which is staffed by volunteers. And also to go out and fundraise and to advocate for uh, these programs. And this is something that nonprofits do throughout this community. And in the city of Poughkeepsie, many nonprofits which are doing I mean, just fabulous work for not only uh, the city but for the county as well. And, uh, you know, the county administers uh, almost $800,000 grant program for nonprofits uh, that do uh, a lot of work that the county just can't afford to do but needs to do, and we do it, you know, through contracts for nonprofits. And you see the dedication. You see the passion. You know, people who work for nonprofits aren't necessarily doing it because the paycheck's rich. It's because the richness of helping others is what is, you know, in, you know, in, in their blood and, um I worked alongside a lot of people that, that, that felt that way. And, you know, I mean, I feel that way, too. I was a board member of the Red Cross before I was a paid employee. And I have been on numerous boards, um, uh, Salvation Army, Catherine Street, to name a few, uh, Purple Heart Hall of Honor. I'm now the vice chairman of the St. Simeon Board of Directors, which is uh, senior apartments right up the street from my house. So it's, you know, it, it's very rewarding, and people who do it deserve a lot of credit. Okay. And, um Let's let's boil it, uh, before we go boil it all down how it deals specifically with the city of Poughkeepsie because uh, January 2016, whoever it's going to be, there is going to be a new mayor of the Queen City, um, and you know look, looking at all your past experiences and the, why it's so important to be ready on day one. What do you think are the biggest issues that are going to be facing the mayor on day one? I think the fiscal situation of the city uh, will be the uh, number one issue on day one because it is right now, and I don't think it's going to change uh, between now and, and the first of the year. As a matter of fact, it, 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 it could get worse. Uh, so to understand uh, where the city is fiscally because everything is driven by money and by budgets, uh, and I think that uh, you know having uh, you know the best administration uh, that you can find uh, both as a finance commissioner, as a city administrator, is really another number one priority because everything kind of flows from that. Uh, and I think, you know, John, one of the most important things is, you know, because I said fiscal and then because if you know your fiscal house, then you, then you, then you need, you, you know where you need to go to help put together a plan, whether it's a, a two-year plan, a three-year plan, a four-year plan, maybe even a ten-year plan to put the city's fiscal house back in order but you've got to do it, understand it, and then communicate it to the people. So I can do, I can do both, right? I, when I f- am aware of what's going on, so will everybody else. This, we're all in this together. And I think that if you look at that and then you add all the other things that I've done, been blessed to have done in my life, that I am the only candidate that has that background and has that resume. And I think if you look at that, 
and you look at it from that point of who's best qualified, ready day one, that's me. And um, your, your closing thoughts? I'm, I'm hoping uh, that people uh, during the next several months uh, have the opportunity, take the time, get the information, because I'm trying to get it out there to everybody to, to see who I am, what I've done, and what I believe I can be a benefit to the people of the city of Poughkeepsie uh, starting in 2016 if they elect me their mayor. And to do the comparisons, ask me the tough questions, engage in dialogue and in conversation, reach out to me, and let's have these discussions together because the city is going to help itself as a community. We are all in this together. And, you know, I believe in the city of Poughkeepsie, and I believe in the people that are here. And together, you know, we are making this a campaign for our city. It's not about me and a race for mayor. It's about a campaign for the city. And I think if people look at it in that context, um, I hope that, you know, they see that I, I am the, the candidate that will really uh, bring uh, the most to the city of Poughkeepsie on January 1st. Well, Rob Rollison, candidate for and God willing next mayor of the city of Poughkeepsie, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, keep on believing in Poughkeepsie, and we'll talk to you soon. Will do, John. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think uh, there are more people believing it every day that I'm out there, so that's very encouraging. You take care of yourself. For more information on Rob Rollison's campaign for Mayor of Poughkeepsie, please visit www.robrollison.com and also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rollison.